0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton. It's a Saturday edition. I'm speaking with none other than Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing good. Your your uh, your voice kind of cracked on my name there. Are you oh, well? Are you going through? Some I, I feel it's those personal feelings I have for you, Paul. I thought yeah. maybe we're going to have to talk about some changes you're going through. <laughs> well, may maybe given the news on Thursday afternoon, I might be still yelling, uh, you know, at, at my phone, as I read that news, but, um, Longhorns, uh, Paul, uh, are off the SEC on Friday. I kind of, uh, compared it in, in the, the situation was, you know, the initial announcement was like, Hey, we're getting married, but there were, there was no date. There was no wedding date set. Yeah. Thursday, the wedding date was set, you know, and, um, you and I both longtime Texas fans, longtime Texas followers went to school there. Um, Your, your feelings on what this means as a whole and uh, what Thursday meant. I'm psyched. I mean,
1: I'm, I'm still excited about it. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. I, I, I suspected it was going to happen early, but when I'd heard about Fox potentially putting a kibosh on this, uh, that was irritating. And, and, you know, I think the Big 12 wanted two years of exit, full exit penalty. Uh, they weren't going to get that. So they they settled for one. And of course, Texas isn't going to be paying a, a pure, they're not going to be writing a check. They're going to be foregoing some checks, right, from future checks to pay for it. Also, I, I don't think this has been explored too much, but I got to think that we're going to wrap Longhorn Network into this in some way so that we pay even less because ESPN is still paying us, what, $10 million a year? or 15. I don't know. I think it's
0: 15. It was up to 12 and a half or something like that. Yeah,
1: so it's 15. Look, we could just say, "Hey, let's waive the network and we're even Steven in 3 years, fair?" I mean, that's 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 easy. It's it's painless. And I just I, I was I didn't want to drag this out in the Big 12 for two more years. It was just going to be a slog. And uh, I'm excited. I I just think it's Look, it's going to be the premier conference for college football. And, you know, people look at our home schedule and gripe for this season, right? BYU,
0: Baylor, you know, Kansas. It's bad. It's bad when Wyoming is one of the better, better home games, right? Yeah.
1: When you're excited to see the Wyoming Cowboys come in, you you need a recalibration. Now our home schedule is going to be, Oh, Hey, we got a Auburn, Florida, A&M and uh, Ole Miss. You know, that's decent. You know, I mean, that's just going to be, it's just going to be a different level every week. And uh, I'm just, I'm fired up about it. You know, you mentioned we've got the date for the marriage now. The, the prenup seems like it's hammered out. The last part of the prenup is the scheduling piece. Yeah, and- so,
0: so you, you listened to Sankey, Greg Sankey, the commissioner, uh, and read some stuff he had to say uh, of the South uh, Southeastern Conference. Uh, he's been on the radio, I think, 104.9 The Horn had him on yep. on Friday as well. What, what was your take uh, on what he said based on the schedule? Um, and what he thought it might be so we were all musing are we going to try to preserve this sec west
1: sec east you just have an expanded version of eight teams on each side but you'd still have this georgia success aside for the last two years you know more power to them you still have this incredible lack of balance between the sec east and sec west over the last 10 to 12 years and Sankey said, "Hey, we're not going to do that. We're going to have a one division model, meaning they're going to create a pod system, or they're just going to create a, a constant round robin. I think they're going to create a pod based on rivals, where you're guaranteed. You know, Florida's guaranteed to play Georgia, Texas is guaranteed to play A and M and OU. Uh, you know, everyone will be pretending that Vanderbilt's their rival to get." <laughs> Please sign me up for that. Right. (laughs) I I think we need to restore that Texas Vanderbilt rivalry built in baseball that we just, you know, that's just a hate fest. Let's, let's get them on the schedule every year. But uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the bones of it, the infrastructure of it. But Sankey, I think has said pretty conclusively, we're not going to do this, you know, SEC West, SEC East thing. We're going to have one division, one SEC, 16 teams, You're going to have some permanence probably in a couple or two or three teams that you play, and then you're just going to cycle through, cycle through, cycle through. And what that's going to mean is some incredible schedules and an incredible level of difficulty in schedule. It also means you're going to have to play nine SEC games uh, as opposed to the current eight. You're not going to have as many gimmies. And thankfully, it's all sort of falling into place, Bobby. They are going to expand the playoff in 2024, which is what will be needed if you're going to have that ambitious SEC schedule. Because, you know, if you have a tough draw in that round robin, it's nine and three in that schedule should get you in the playoffs in the
0: SEC. Whereas the current system, you know, good luck. You're, you're, you have no chance. Speaking with Paul Wadlington of InsideTexas.com, uh, the show uh, today is sponsored in part by Mortgages by Gabe. Uh, Give us the lowdown on mortgages by Gabe.
1: Uh, The lowdown is, I know that Gabe Winslow
0: is excited about this move. Uh, He is a mortgage guy
1: par excellence. He's a UT grad, just like me and Bobby. He's passionate about UT sports, and that's why he's supporting us. He's also really good at his craft. And uh, he's SEC ready, Bobby, uh, (laughs) in terms of his mortgage ability. So give him a call, 832-557-1095. And with all the money that Gabe saves you, Bobby's going to have a recommendation later of what you can do with that money. (laughs) Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: <laughs> oh boy! All right, you you had to go there, didn't you, Paul? I did. All right, hey, uh, Paul. Let's let's go to the next point that you and I talked about trying to discuss today because um, it's something that inside Texas follows religiously, uh, and that's not just recruiting but talent and the talent pipeline on campus, even right, and that's. You know, the the NFL Combine invites came out this week. Five Longhorns headed that way. Third best in the Big 12, but they'd be middle of the pack at best in the SEC um, by comparison. Uh, Is there, when I think of the SEC and talent, I immediately think of the guys on the defensive line. Yep. Um, So I would believe that Texas probably needs to up its game. Or its talent in that category uh, as it moves into the to the to the uh, SEC. Is there any other areas of the team where you're thinking that hey Texas needs to kind of move up a little bit, even with the last two recruiting classes? Yeah. Well,
1: look, the direction, the trend is really good on the offensive line, and that's something you know. Had you asked me this question two years ago, it would have been a dire emergency. I feel really good about where we're headed in that respect uh, in terms of size, ability. I mean, Kelvin banks, I mean, it's getting to the point where it's production too. I mean, it's production. And I mean, yeah. you know, we're going to have some combine invites from this offensive line and look, and not to be a, a simpleton here, but it is the predominant position on your football team. Five of your 22 starters are offensive linemen. So if you're good there, you, you're going to have an impact on the field, obviously, but you're also going to get more compound invites. And, and that's been an area where Texas has just had a massive deficit. I mean, it's, it's almost been a joke, right, where, where Texas has performed in terms of offensive linemen. So, uh, you know, and it's one thing to have the marquee random guy who goes in the first round, and that's great. But what you really want to see is an offensive line where you have multiple guys going rounds one through five because that is really the hallmark of a, of a complete offensive line and a complete unit. Um, defensive line, you nailed it. I think that's one of the most striking things when you watch sec teams play, even the middle of the pack of the sec, you see their defensive linemen, and you're like, Whoa, look, look at those guys, you know uh, not to praise a and M, you know, whatever on a Texas podcast, but as, as mediocre as their football team was or sub mediocre, you watch their defensive linemen and they were not the problem, right? So uh, I think that's an obvious one. And then I just think you, you want studs across the board. You know, you just, there's a, a certain type of SEC level athlete that you see at wide receiver, at running back, at, uh, even defensive back that just impacts the game. They're more than just a good player. They're actively out there changing the game and, and changing the dynamic of the, the flow of, of how things are happening. And I think Texas is, is starting to load up on those guys. The key now is they need to develop them. You know, it's one thing to get that talent on campus. It's another thing to develop them and, and see it through. And I think, you know, we tend to look at that from a position coach standpoint, which is huge. Strength and conditioning is huge. I harp on that quite a bit. There's also a cultural piece, Bobby, you know, the SEC's very serious about football uh, as, as, you know, that was famously said uh, by, uh, was it Cardale at Ohio State? Cardale Jones. <laughs> I mean, Ohio State is basically an SEC program disguised as a Big Ten program. And he said, we ain't, we ain't here to play school. You know, the SEC, those guys aren't there to play school. They're there to, to play football and try to get drafted and, and provide for their families and change their lives. And there's a seriousness to how they approach football that I don't think has always been present at Texas for the last decade plus. And I
0: think the sooner we get back to that, the better. Yeah. You know, Paul, I I look at it, and my thought process is not just the defensive front. It's the entire defense. Yeah. Um, I I feel like offensive athletes in the state of Texas are plenty uh, or plentiful, basically. Uh, where Texas lacks is linebacker, right? It's hard to find good linebackers in the state of Texas, but primarily because of the style of play uh, in, the, in the state of Texas in the high school ranks. It's not necessarily that, that the state doesn't have good athletes at the position. It's, it's literally everybody's playing, you know, four wides, and, you know, it's just difficult. And I, and I believe that's part of it. And then just team speed generally. I can't, when's the last time you saw a slow SEC team? You you never, I don't don't know that you necessarily think of SEC teams as slow teams. They may be deliberate with the way they run their offenses at times, right? But I wouldn't call them slow. And so uh, the category I would lean on is defensive players, uh, particularly up front in the front seven, and then speed on the back end as well. We, we talk about this. I want to say uh, this as well. And this is an interesting topic that I want to get your conver- your thought on. We talk about the NFL combine and really the SEC just has so many guys that are going to be in the combine. I think Georgia has 12. Alabama has 13 by comparison. I mean, there's some ridiculous numbers. Um, how much, what kind of proxy is it for how good your college football team is versus how many players end up getting invited to a combine. So I, I think, of, I think back to, you know, there are four or five guys that didn't get invited to the combine that were Texas players and are now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's not a perfect match. Right. But there is some, some sort of uh, relevance there. I, it's extremely high.
1: Right. It's, it's, if you have a bunch of dudes drafted in the NFL off of your team, your team is very talented. Right. What's interesting is the most important position on the football field probably has the least correlation between college greatness and NFL success. Vince Young, Tim Tebow, Tommy Frazier, Tommy Frazier, uh, Colt McCoy. Not a very solid NFL backup, but. You know, a career NFL backup, uh, a dominant college quarterback. You know, uh, I mean, there's so many, Johnny Manziel, whatever you want to think about the guy. <laughs> um, you know, really tough. Uh, he's a handful on the college football field, no question. Uh, and you, you see it I mean, even at a, a mid tier level. A, a Todd Reesing, that's that's a winning college quarterback, right? He is a guy that had the University of Kansas, by God, you know, finishing in the top ten and winning a BCS bowl right? He didn't get an NFL tryout and, and nor should he. Stetson Bennett just won the national title. And, and people say, well, he's supported by the cast around him. S- S- Georgia didn't have an excellent receiving core. Their running backs were actually a step down from what they're traditionally used to. Their offensive line was very good. They had an, a, a, a God at tight end. I'll concede that. But Stetson Bennett played great football for Georgia this year. And and I was a guy that used to kind of roll my eyes at him a little bit. Uh, He elevated their offense and he made great throws in big games. He's not going to play in the NFL folks. It's just not going to happen. So interestingly enough, the most important position on the football field doesn't have the cleanest correlation to the NFL. And that's kind of interesting, right? And it, I guess it shows some of the limitations of the college game and also some of the diversity of the college game in terms of the diversity of offenses that you find there, right?
0: With that, with the exception of Bennett and McCoy.
1: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
0: Um, Well, I guess racing too. Uh, Most of the guys you talked about were superb athletes. Yes. And tremendous runners, whether it's, I mean, take the option offense of a Tommy Frazier and an Eric Crouch out of the... Mix or even the guys back at OU back in the day or Texas, even. Um, there, there are uh, the passing game tends to um, tends to translate, but not always. And to your point, you know, I, I think back to Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, he passed for all kinds of yards at Texas Tech and, and never really, I mean, what he played third string behind Tom Brady. Uh, well, I mean, every, every Tech quarterback except
1: Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, every tech quarterback, you know, every you know system quarterback. Right. But even before the, the spread system, uh, you had Ryan Leaf. Right. I mean, there was real debates about Ray- Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning. Now, that was a mental sort of burnout. Uh, we don't know if, you know, if he'd been mentally good, had, had, he maybe he would have translated. But you're, you're I think the point you're making is a good one, Bobby. Typically, the college game the power of a dual threat quarterback is significantly greater because you're more able to run them more often. Uh, you're, you're more able to exploit man coverage. Uh, there's just lesser athletes on the field, right? So you can sort of exploit that and they can absorb more college level hits. You know, th- There's a reason that there's a lot of dual threat quarterbacks who get to the NFL and they stop running pretty quickly because those hits are a lot different at the NFL level. Uh, but, you know, and also there's just more, more widely diverse offenses. Now, they're starting to decrease a little bit in college maybe. But, you know, there was a time when, you know, Nebraska, you know, was out there running the veer, like the real legit veer. And, uh, you know, they were putting guys in the NFL, but not as many, just because of the who fits that system doesn't necessarily translate well and cleanly to the
0: NFL. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. Uh, talking about uh, talking with uh, Paul Wadlington, I Want to say thanks to one of our sponsors right now. I want to take a minute to say thank you to one of our sponsors this week. Uh, talking about the big game uh, itself, the Super Bowl, uh, coming in uh, to sponsor on Texas football is MyBookie. Uh, you asked for it, and they listened. MyBookie designed a unique deposit bonus that lets you cash in and cash out quick. This is a unique deposit bonus for sports betters who want to focus on what to bet and not a payout sweat. Make your first deposit today with promo code TEXASFB, wager your deposit amount once, and you're eligible to cash out. If you want a sports book that gives you the most for your money, bet on the big game this weekend with bookie. Pre-game, live lines, and Super Bowl props. Bet everything from the opening coin toss to the length of the national anthem I know there's some crazy people out there that like to do that kind of stuff to the color of the Gatorade uh, that is dumped on the winning coach. I can't tell you exactly who's going to win the Super Bowl, but I can't tell you where you should be placing your bets. My bookie. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie for the Super Bowl. Should be interesting. Chiefs or the Eagles. You never know who's going to win it, but there's a chance for you to win uh, as well. Now that's it for mybookie.com. Paul Super Bowl this weekend who you got you know what
1: I was just I was just uh belly aching about this last night I usually have a pretty strong feeling i I cannot pick between these teams I think the Eagles are the better football team I think the chiefs have the best quarterback and i, I don't like watching the Chiefs play teams sort of to the wire in the playoffs and that makes me a little nervous, but do I trust Jalen Hurts
0: in the Super Bowl? Man, you got to trust the Eagles defense. I guess, well, you know, that that's going to be we'll, we'll see um, what Pat Mahomes is able to do, but uh, it's going to be an interesting game. I can't wait to see it. Uh, uh, Paul, I want to get back to the discussion on combine Longhorn players. Uh, what do you think of B. John Robinson as a future pro?
1: i love him yeah I, th- I think he's an nfl running back and i think
0: the nfl I, I think i think we all think he's an nfl running back but is he worth that top is he one of those saquon barkley zeke elliott guys that goes top 5 10 whatever or is yeah. he a guy that is more 15 to 25 so i tend to view running backs a little bit more as a commodity i do too i mean and the, on the pro game no doubt right Pro game, yeah
1: um However, the evidence is pretty good that if you think a guy's elite, he's worth the first contract. The danger is you don't sign him to the second contract, right? The, the Cowboys' mistake was signing the second contract with Zeke. Uh, now, Christian McCaffrey is out there disproving that right now. But uh, the, the key is, if Bijan was just a traditional running back, I would... I would concede that, you know, I'd pick him 28th. He probably, I wouldn't be able to draft him if I was a GM, right? I'd have other people on my board and bigger needs. But I think he is a near elite level pass catcher out of the backfield. And I don't think Texas fully exploited that the way they could have. Um, and some of that's the college game. Some of that's Quinn Ewers a quarterback. I don't even want to get into it. But I think Bijan Robinson can catch 80 balls for 850 yards. And I think he can rush, 220 times for 1100 yards um i'm not saying he's marshall falk but i think he's a guy who can change and impact the game on third down just as much as on first down and i think those guys are rare and the fact that he does that in the 215 pound 220 pound package you know that's he, he's he's not a scat back but he has elite receiving skills at, at the running back position and i think the right NFL team can absolutely exploit that. And, and so if you value that enough and he fits the, the niche in your team or the need in your team, yeah, I could, I could draft him, you know, 10. Um, you know, I, I think if you don't have that glaring need, then I think he's a guy that, you know, ends up in the teens or the or even maybe the twenties.
0: Um, I'm thinking here, uh, where would I go next? I, I think everybody, both of you and I agree that Roshan Johnson is a long term NFL guy at some level, whether yes. it's backup running back or special teams guy, he's just going to find his way. I, I think that's just going to be what happens. But who's the next guy off the board for Texas? Is it Keandre Coburn? Uh, is it, uh, it uh, Moro Ojomo? Uh, you know, who, who is it for you?
1: Boy, I, I tell you what, the way M- Moro Ojomo showed out at the Senior Bowl, I wonder if it might be him. I I, I really wonder. I I think uh, I kind of had Coburn penciled in as like a a fifth rounder. And so, uh, you know, Coburn's interesting because he's a guy that, do you believe that all the film or do you believe his best film? Because his best film says this guy could be in the Pro Bowl if you get some things straightened out with him, right? his aggregation his total volume of film i mean there's there's an entire year of football that's not so good for Keandre Coburn so you know this year was good he i mean last year he was good he played well so i'm curious about that um Jomo's interesting because he's really a 3-4 defensive end you know he's not going to be a 5 up- technique huh he's a 5 technique more he's a he yeah he's a 5 tech with some some flexibility uh, you can't play him at defensive end in a four three, right? He he doesn't have that kind of explosiveness. Pure, yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't have that explosiveness. But I, I like him in a three four as your as your quick end,
0: right? He reminds me a lot of Cedric Woodard. Yeah, absolutely. As, as a as a, per, as a player, kind of that heavy handed, um, quick but not super fast. Um, so those guys have a place in the league long term. I mean, the the best version
1: of what he could be. I mean, the absolute best version of what he could be would be like a Justin Tuck type guy, right? 275, 280, but plays bigger than he is. You could actually play him inside and teams still can't run on you because he's just got, as you said, he's a heavy striker. He's got heavy hands. He can, he can hold guys 50 pounds up, you know, hold them up and, and not let them get into his body. Uh, he's not a super quick, super explosive sudden sort of pass rusher he's not going to get you 11 sacks that that's not happening what you're trying to do is plug him in in a system defense and he goes and does his job he's the weekend and in the, in the you know the, the raven system he's he's maybe even that slide um end in the pete carroll system but um uh, i i love it i love that he's shown out he's a great guy i wish him the best and he's pretty young he, he might still have some of his best football ahead of him
0: Last one I want to ask you about uh, is DeMarvian and Overshawn, Paul. Uh, I think he's got the highest hit-miss ratio probably, right? I mean, yes. uh, I think that he's the guy that I look at him, and I still don't know if he's really an NFL player. Um, and maybe that's just me uh, wondering if he's strong enough to hold up against the run in, in pro football. And, and I, I don't know that anybody really knows that.
1: Well, tantalizingly, his last two games in a Texas uniform, Baylor in, in particular, yep, were his best as a traditional off-ball linebacker. Like, not highlights, just going and doing your job, and that's the kind of stuff that NFL scouts will see and go, "Oh, uh, he's a striker. He's he's a he. He'll put his head in there. Um, he's very athletic, right? Um, not a." Gr- you know he has the athletic ability to be great in pass coverage not great awareness necessarily in terms of assignment you know what what you're doing on pass coverage but hey you got to think that stuff can be taught uh, i also th- i agree with you on the strength deficit one thing i know about elite athletes if he wants to get stronger he will i mean it's it's simply a matter of doing the work and eating more food it's it's really that simple and people say oh it's so hard these guys are genetic freaks they're not like us like he can get way stronger very quickly if he decides that's important it's also a system fit you know there's certain linebacker positions in the nfl now that you're essentially, you're essentially the nickel um, you're not out there as a nickel but you're you're effectively a coverage linebacker and they and they're hiding you uh, so it's it's a system fit it's kind of like moro jomo of of you know who do you think fits that uh, you know the dream is Bobby Wagner, right? Who can stop the run? Who covers like a defensive back? Who has great instincts? He's physical. He's athletic. Those guys are rare. And so, what you're looking for in the NFL is: can I get two out of the three? You know, can I get two out of the four? And Demarvian, I think is I think he's going to get drafted for for sure. I don't think he's going to be a free agent. Do you?
0: Um, I think I think it's questionable. I, I mean, the couple guys that I'm actually. Like, I'm not so sure that Anthony Cook doesn't get a chance somewhere as a free agent guy. His problem is going to be pure athleticism. Yes. They test him.
1: Yeah. Because his his film projects well. He's got good awareness. He, for his size, he comes up and and strikes. He's a very willing tackler. He, he, you know, he's a savvy guy. I think he's very mature. But, boy, just pure testing. There's going to be some NFL teams to just throw him off the board. Based on pure numbers.
0: Yep. I feel like teams ultimately, um, they'll, they'll pro teams for whatever reason, and correct me if if you think they'll allow one safety to not be very athletic as long as they're smart and will hit and take people to the ground. So
1: it's the NFL definition of not very
0: athletic. Right. Right. Fair. So
1: John Lynch from the NFL definition is not very athletic. If you or I saw him running around on a field at the college level, we would think his athleticism was more than abundant. Right. So I think that's the caveat. Right. And, but I think you are correct. You know, the NFL will have the, the, the tackler safety. Um, But man, the way things are going and the way the spread is sort of proliferating and yeah, it's kind of you got to kind of some sometimes get punished by that. The real key in the NFL is that their linebackers are so good in coverage, right? You know that's a huge differentiator and and determinant for your team defense because you know Brian Urlacher at two hundred and sixty pounds used to get twenty five foot drops in cover two, playing middle linebacker. that That's not happening at college, right? And, and he's six foot four doing that as well. And, you know, putting his big paw up there and grabbing interceptions and deflecting balls. So, uh, you know, it's an integrated thing. And, and I just, I, I'm worried that certain NFL teams just have certain cutoffs, 40 times, shuttle time, height, weight. And I don't think Anthony Cook is going to make 20 of them. So you're trusting in some 12 other teams being interested. The other thing is, there's a lot of wide receivers there's a lot of defensive backs. And so it's very hard to differentiate yourself there. Usually you end up having to do it as a free agent.
0: Yep. And, and help on special teams and help, which his lack of outright speed will not help him in that regard. Well, and you mentioned
1: Roshan. Um, Not only is he's a special teams demon, right? And if that's all he does, he's going to be a monster at the NFL level, but I think people are underselling his actual ability a little bit. He's he's good. He's a really good running back. And uh, you know, I understand that, you know, he was behind Bijan Robinson, but that's that's not much of an insult, right? And you you know from following the NFL, there's a long tradition of lightly used or moderately used college backs who become not only productive NFL players but stars. Priest Holmes, Terrell Davis,
0: you could go on and on. There's one that's going to start tomorrow night for the Chiefs uh, that, was a, that started at Rutgers last year that I didn't even know existed. I'd never yeah. heard of the guy. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a college football fan like you. And I was like, who is this guy? Because yeah. this guy's really good. Yes. Uh, it, they, also- they, fit, they fit certain things and do certain things that allow people like Andy Reid, who plays chess on offense, yep. to accentuate their strengths. The other
1: thing I will say is we always think, boy, the NFL is a level up. Can this guy do it? Well, that, that's, an, that's true. It's a level up at every level, right? At every conceivable thing, physical, mental, emotional, having your, your life together, etc. cetera. But there are certain players who are actually better pros than college players because what surrounds them allows them to unleash their abilities. And sometimes that's running backs. And sometimes it's quarterbacks. You know, Patrick Mahomes, this guy we're going to be watching on Sunday, go read the scouting reports on him. Go read the criticisms after the Chiefs traded up to go draft him. Because he was not a winner, Bobby, right? He wasn't a winner at Tech. If he's so good, why doesn't he win games? And then you realize if he gets in the, if with surrounded by NFL protections, surrounded by NFL athletes, He's just a distributor of the ball like we, we haven't seen in quite a while. And suddenly he's unlocked. He doesn't have to elevate. Everyone around him elevated. And now you see what the true athlete is. Maybe that's the case with Roshan
0: Johnson. We'll see. Yep. All right. Paul Wadlington, InsideTexas.com. Uh, our Saturday special here each and every week. Uh, Paul, once again, I really appreciate it, man. And uh, I, I, I am like you. You use the term psyched. I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah. Texas headed to the SEC in 2024. Uh, take care, Paul. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, have good. a good one. All right, later. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Thank you for watching again and hook them.